This is Erin Westendorf in Vancouver, BC. You're listening to I Love This, You Should Too with Indy Randawa and Samantha Hees. Good evening. Can you can you feel that? There's a chill in the air. Can you hear it? The wind rustling through the trees. Can you see that? Ah, it's a ghost. Look out. Can you smell that? It's, um... Decaying bodies? Yeah, <laughs> decaying bodies because it's a graveyard. Can you... What's the other one? What did I miss? Did I get all the senses? Here. Feel? I thought the first one was feel. Anyways, it is now October. And what that means for I Love This You Should Too is that we are doing Spooktober, which means we're going to be doing all spooky stuff all month long. How's your beer? (laughs) It's delicious and not spooky at all. No, that's not spooky. Um, Other than it is a very pleasing dark shade of amber. What beer are you drinking, Sam? Um, I am drinking Rise Against the Machine uh, from Hell's Basement Brewing. So that's kind of spooky. Yeah, Hell's, Hell's Basement. Basement. How do you spell Rise? R-Y-E-S. Yeah, because it's a rye beer. Yeah. Um, and it's from Medicine Hat, so it's pretty local. That's spooky, too. Ooh. Medicine Hat. It's, I don't know why that's spooky. It kind of reminds me of like a plague doctor or something, a medicine hat. Yeah, or like a like a plague mask. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, welcome to I love this. You should too. My name is Indy Randawa, and with me is the lovely and talented Samantha Hughes. I'm Samantha. Yeah, yeah I, I covered that. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> so today it's our first episode of October, and we're really in the spooky spirit. So you we... pronounced it wrong. Of Spooktober. Yeah. Oh yes. You gotta make sure you get that pronunciation right. (laughs) My mistake. (laughs) So welcome to Spooktober. So we're going to be talking about some horror movies. But what does Spooktober look like? Because it's going to be a little bit special from what we normally release. Yeah. So um, we are doing our first ever bonus episode. So along with the four regular Monday episodes on October... 16th we will be releasing a special episode on a movie that we've both seen indy which movie is it oh well this is what movie it is i'm gonna put some audio in there and then everyone will know okay i was like why are you just looking at me (laughs) we are doing the 1978 classic the best halloween movie you could think of Halloween. Appropriately titled. The original one from 78. So not the Rob Zombie, not the 2018 one also called Halloween, not any of those Halloween sequels. 1978 Halloween. Halloween. Um, I'm very excited about that. Me too. Um, because that was one that I really enjoyed. Ooh. I made Samantha watch it last, last year. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm looking forward to kind of revisiting it and learning a little bit more about um, kind of its production and everything. Because back then we didn't have a podcast. Yeah, there was a time when we didn't even have a podcast where I would just say things to you and nobody else would listen. What did we use our kitchen table for? Yeah, nothing, nothing actually. <laughs> this is the most we've used our kitchen table since yeah, I got it. Yeah, we're not big 
kitchen eaters. No, we watch quality content to bring to you on the podcast in front of the television. Yeah, like real couples. We eat silently in front of a television. (laughs) So, Indy, I know that Halloween is one of your favorite seasons. It really is. Um, What are you doing to prep for Spooktober? Well, so my Spooktober actually started on August 28th or so. So we are a little far north, so it does get a little colder here quicker than probably most of the people listening. But also that weekend, there was the director's cut of Midsummer was released here at a local theater at the Metro. So I went and saw that, and that kind of really got me set. Because Midsummer is, of course, a movie that takes place in uh, the middle of summer, and it was kind of a nice sunny weekend then, but it was a perfect transition into fall with its spookiness. Have you ever heard anything about this movie? Um, I know there's a lot of flower crowns. There are. That's actually, that's pretty important. Uh, Midsummer <laughs> is from the director who did Hereditary, which I really liked. A lot of people hated it, but you know what? Fuck those people. It's a good movie. <laughs> uh, Midsummer is very different. So I saw the director's cut, which came in around three hours. That's crazy. And somehow I didn't feel like it dragged. There's a couple things that, of course, you can cut, but... It's a really interesting movie because it's definitely a horror movie, but I wouldn't say anything scary happens in it. So I think maybe if you're going into it expecting, I don't know, what are modern horror movies that people love? It? Yeah. Annabelle? You're going to be very disappointed or angry or just shocked from what you see because it's not that type at all. It's almost like this entire movie is an allegory for a breakup more than anything. Oh. It's beautifully shot. It's a folk horror movie. Have you ever heard of the term folk horror? No. So it was uh, bigger in the past. A lot of British movies, like um, the big three that they always talk about are Witchfinder General, which is a Vincent Price movie, and you know how much I love him. I do. Uh, Wicker Man, the first one with Christopher Lee, not the Nick Cage remake. Although that Nick Cage remake, oh my god, it's we need to watch it because it is madness. It's bad, so don't go into it thinking it's good out there. <laughs> but it is definitely worth a watch. Just hearing him shout about bees and kick women in the chest for two hours is, is worth it. That he sounds... kicks so many women. Why? <laughs> oh, uh, we'll watch it sometime. Okay. And uh, Blood on Satan's Claw would probably be the other big folk horror movie. Okay. But it's a, it's a fantastic movie. If you're into something a little more experimental, maybe a little something less mainstream, it's definitely worth a watch. Right. And then right after that, I came home at like midnight and put on Halloween. Yes. The 2018 one, because I didn't see that. And it's a sequel that takes place right after the 1978. Or not right after. It takes place many years after, but it doesn't take into account all the sequels that oh, happened. Oh, so and those don't count. Yeah. I think it's a very fitting sequel. Oh. It um, It's done by David Gordon Green, who is, I think, a really talented director. And I like that we're getting artsy directors doing horror movies. And it pays homage and tribute to the first Halloween movie without just doing fan service like a lot of those types of movies do. Right, because you know things fans want to see, so you're just going to throw them all in the movie and hope it turns out into a plot. Yeah, I liked all the the little 
nods that he did weren't too in your face mm. but if you if you know the movie you'll you'll appreciate then it you're gonna like this next movie yeah and then we've both been watching this series called in the dark yeah which i think is a hulu series it's a hulu series it's kind of hulu's take on american horror story but much better from what i've seen i've really enjoyed watching it we were about three episodes in now yeah so we're watching last season season one and there is a new season starting up right now actually yes. so we'll be able to see, do that and uh, so they, they've kind of framed In the Dark, um, or Into the Dark, um, as a new horror movie every week. Yes, every month. Oh, every month. It goes for one year. So what's really interesting is that you can watch one per month, and it's based upon uh, a holiday in that month. Yes. Or just like, it takes place in that month. Which was kind of fun. Yeah, it's been great, because we watched the, the summer one, uh, a first day of school one, yes. and then we have the Halloween one coming up. We do. But I was really impressed by some of it, because it's a lot of actors I've never heard of, but I really yes. liked some of the casting. These performances have been great by unknown actors. Exactly, yeah. No, I, I really like that, because you don't really recognize people in it. I think there's been one or two people we've Mm -hmm. but not so much that you're like, like creed breton yes <laughs> not so much where you like can't picture them as anything but some other character that they've played yeah it's interesting because there's been a lot of characters who look like they should be that person it's not just there's a high school and everyone is a gorgeous 25 year old yes. there's kind of like awkward looking people and people look like high school they students they look like they should be in high school yeah yeah which is something that I really like. There was the one episode we saw, I believe it was called Pure. Yes, I love that one. That if was you love really that, well. you might love Midsummer. Okay. A lot of similar themes and the occult horror and folk horror have a lot of crossover as well. So funny you should mention that. I actually discovered the Into the Dark show because I watched the trailer for Midsummer. Oh, that's yeah. that's fitting. And an article came up and it was like, if you love this, you'll love this show from Hulu, which brings such and such. And yeah, so it I really kind of latched onto that. And so I think I will have to see Midsummer. Yeah, maybe you don't need the three hour director's cut. But no, maybe I think I'll just do. watch the regular one. You know what you should do? Like drink some mushroom tea and watch a three hour one. Well, you procure some mushroom tea and we'll go to town. That's a thing in the movie. I'm not just uh, telling everyone to do psilocybin tea. To do drugs. Although if that's your thing, go for it. If into the Dark. Yes. Highly recommended, although we're only three episodes of 12 in, mm -hmm. but I like it because they're an hour and 20 minutes, yeah. which is a nice length. A lot of movies really drag, and none of these kind of lull because they're confined to that time. Because they're quick, yeah. yeah. And I, I also appreciate the length um, because you don't get any of that extra like garbage that they put in just to make it long. Garbage. <laughs> I'm really pissing off some filmmakers tonight. Yeah, all that garbage. But all movies garbage. in general are too long. They are. Yeah. I don't like sitting for three hours straight. I think you've kind of been probably watching a lot more horror movies than you're used to. But yes. We're, since we're getting into the, the horror month, let's talk about our experiences with horror movies. Before you met me, did you watch horror movies by choice? Um, I think I watched about 1% of the horror movies that I have watched in our like almost three years of being together. <laughs> I really don't 
think about like good things when I think of horror movies and I think that's just like I think I had some bad experiences and like now all horror movies are like the same what were your bad experiences so my bad experience I was in like grade 10 or grade 11 and we were at a party at someone's house and everyone was like oh let's watch Saw because Saw was like new and like right cool and um and I didn't really know what it was because I just didn't look for that kind of movie and so they kind of just you know passed me by and I didn't really know anything about them and I remember being so grossed out and so uncomfortable and like so not even scared I was just like really unsettled Mm -hmm. and that feeling like I can still feel it to this day of just how uncomfortable but I was in a room full of people who were like really into it so I just kind of like just tried to you know get through it and so is it more of a of a nauseous feeling than of a fear or terror? Yeah, it's kind of like an anxiety nauseous feeling. Okay. Yeah, so that that's kind of, I think, how I initially think of horror movies. Mm-hmm. When you're like, oh, let's watch this scary movie. I'm like, mm, no, thanks. Because it's just going to be disturbing and... I mean, gross and, great. like, going to make me feel really anxious. So I also don't like being scared. Like, the jump scare. Right. I think I've talked about that before, where I yes. don't enjoy the jump scare. Um, like, at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to do that now, where I just, like, automatically say no because I don't like scary movies. But and I feel like Halloween and, like, some of the ones that we've watched recently are kind of like easing me back into it so that's what i was going to ask next do you feel that the things that i've been showing you kind of show you a different side of horror movies that it's not all the same thing yeah i think so and i think it was just like you know that's what the high school boys were into yeah who were at this party who were in charge of the like the dvd player and that's what got put on and so it's like probably not something i ever would have chosen to watch myself right um, and like probably not a great place to start. But that's kind of my, one of my biggest goals. If I could just talk to every person in the world and say, watch these horror movies, look, and then get them back into it. Mm-hmm. It's like when I, um, I taught abroad and I had so many people say to me afterwards, like, oh, you know what? I hated all, always thought I was a Muslim. They go, I hated all Muslims until <laughs> I met you. And I was like, well, if I just could meet every Korean person, <laughs> yeah. I would solve racism. All racism. So now I'm going to try to do that with uh, with horror movies. I thought you were going to say that in Canada. You were going to try and do that in Canada. Oh, I am trying to do it in Canada. Good. Yeah. Good. I talk to a lot of people in my job day to day, so maybe <laughs> I'm... Uh, Curing their racism, racism one day at a time, and then Probably I suggest <laughs> a uh, a nice horror movie for them, and maybe yeah. I'll, I'll oh, that's that like too. a that's like a double like service that yeah. you're doing for people. Yeah, they'll go. You know what? Those Browns aren't so bad, and also The Shining is brilliant, <laughs> and they have great taste in movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my dream, really. So, do you have a favorite horror movie? I don't know if I have a favorite horror movie. I can probably talk about the first time I saw a horror movie. Oh, this so that wasn't Saw. It wasn't Saw, but that was like the first really scary movie that I watched, not by choice. Okay. Um. So my first one was in like grade seven or grade eight. Mm-hmm. And again, at a party. I don't know why all my horror movie experiences are at parties. but Because you had parents that were looking out for you and other people didn't. Yes. That's exactly why. Yes. Because that's exactly why all of mine occurred when I was six or seven. <laughs> but I do remember um, 
the mom of whoever was having this party. I don't remember who it was, but I distinctly remember this mom calling all of our parents to make sure that it was okay because we were watching The Exorcist. Oh, that's a that's a hell of a first one. Yeah. Um, and I think we'd been kind of talking about it and we were hoping that uh, this person's parents weren't going to be like around or like weren't going to like notice that we were watching The Exorcist, which is crazy because like, I don't know why we thought we could get away with watching that movie and not having parents notice. But yeah, so we were all sitting and um, in the living room and watching The Exorcist. And I just remember um, there were lots of jump scares and it was really gross. <laughs> she like throws up all over the place and like, yeah. So I remember, um, I like, I think I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. The Exorcist, I still think, holds up as one of the best horror movies. I really like it. Uh, funny, when I was 16, maybe, it came out in theaters again. There was a re-release. And I was going to take out this girl on our first date. <laughs> and do you know how, like, there's certain things you grow up with that you don't realize aren't the norm? You just yes. think, like, well, everyone's like me. So I assume everyone watches horror movies and has been for a long time so i took this poor girl to see the exorcist on our first day and then just terrified her did you get a second date i did actually oh yeah. good for you yeah despite that so i'm always interested to hear your answer to these questions after i've answered them um what was your first horror movie that you saw i don't know if i can remember my very first i know when i was Six years old, I saw Jason Takes Manhattan, one of the Friday the 13th <laughs> yeah. in theater. Um, that one's not very scary, though. And I saw Pumpkinhead around the same time. But I remember a very specific instance when I saw Return of the Living Dead, which is actually a comedy, but it's still a, a horror comedy. Yeah. I saw that when I was about seven years old and at... I think right around Halloween. And then I had to walk home after watching it at my best friend's oh. house. And I just remember being like actually scared. But... You were seven and walking home alone? Oh, yeah. Well, this was like, didn't you walk to school alone and stuff when you were? No. No? No. Oh. Yeah, I did. Not when I was seven. Oh, well. Well, it was also just like five houses down. Oh, right. Yeah, you yeah. guys lived in the same neighborhood. So. Yeah. And it was a nice neighborhood. Yeah, true. <laughs> Um, but I just remember walking home and I still remember that feeling of like being scared, but then also like, well, that's kind of fun. And I think that's, <laughs> that's probably the time it all started. So I'd seen that when I was seven, by the time I was eight, we'd made our first horror movie. <laughs> we had a series called, oh no, there's dead guys chasing after us, which was like that's a zombie a parody. Classic name. Yeah, there was a few of those. And then we had also had a series called house. Oh, the damned. And it was a haunted house series, and I think we got up to like part thirty-four because we kept making those as adults as well. But were we they started. Shorts? Yeah, they're all okay. short. Yeah, it's like you made thirty-four feature-length films no. as a child, as a seven-year-old. <laughs> no, we made our first one then, and uh, yeah, we kept going as we were adults, and then eventually, like all horror franchises, one was in space, one's like Car of the Damned, one's Classroom of the Damned, and they kind of. <laughs> Kind of moves around a lot. But yeah, growing up, I just didn't realize that it was a thing that people wouldn't watch horror movies or that oh. it was unpleasant to be scared. I didn't like really understand that yeah. until I was... On that date with that poor girl? Yeah. Even then, I wasn't... <laughs> I, was, I just kind of thought it was her. Oh. <laughs> 
But then I remember like having friends and going to see something like War of the Worlds, the remake of that, which is not scary. I didn't think it was a horror movie at all. And someone just covering their eyes the whole time. And she says, like, oh, I don't watch movies like that. That was was shocking to me that people <laughs> could just. And I talk to people all the time today and they say, like, well, I just don't watch horror movies. And it's I just don't get it. So I'm just going to try to try to teach everyone about how great horror movies are. Um, so why are horror movies so important? Oh, to the world? To, generally. That's a good answer. Because you really, like, play them up as something that really needs to be in everybody's lives. Yeah, because I guess, um, at their most basic, they kind of tap into the most basic thing in you. Like, your fight or flight, that whole thing. But at their best, I feel like it's the most transcendent genre of film. Okay. You can feel like you're in a different world. You can be so much more caught up in a great horror movie than you can in like a great musical. And I love things like that, but it's not going to take over your entire mind the way a good horror movie would. Mm. I feel like super envious of people like you who get scared in movies because <laughs> I love that feeling, but it doesn't, I can't remember the last time I've been scared in a movie. you're dead inside? No, because I'm just, <laughs> most horror movies that come out now are pretty derivative. And if you've seen like a bunch of them, you mm. know where it's going. Yeah. And even if you're trying to lose yourself in it, it's it's hard when it's not very well constructed. I think horror movies are arguably the hardest genre to get right. They're probably one of the easiest genres to get like okay at because you just have some blood, you have someone die, like all right, that's a horror movie. Couple jump scares. Yeah, but to get a, like a truly great horror movie, and I don't think there are many. I think the last great horror movie I can think of was maybe the orphanage and that's probably 15 years old by now oh but there's so much more dependent on having a complete movie like you can have a comedy that's really good and isn't well shot and i argue that most romance movies don't have the best performances but like a great truly great horror movie not just the everyday ones that rely on jump scares and everything like the best horror movies have to have everything they have to be shot very well they have to be acted flawlessly and they have to have a great script they have to have a full package to be to be complete hmm. and they're really fun to talk about in things like this cuz they're probably the ones that are most reliant on like the semiotics of film the the symbolism and knowing all of that just gives you so much more from a horror movie. Not that you need the education in it. Right. It's just, it's all intrinsic. It's all, it's a good example of all of those things that you learn in like film school or film class. Mm-hmm. Horror movies exemplify that so much better than, than any other genre. And I think a lot of the times they have the most interesting visuals because it's the type of film that's most concerned with creating and sustaining a very specific mood. Right. And any lapse in the filmmaker's process, it pulls you right out of that and it makes it an unsuccessful movie then. So the truly great ones, I think, are few and far between. I also think that maybe they're the best ones. They're kind of like made for theaters because at its best, a movie watching experience is like a, a shared collective dream and having a shared collective nightmare is just, it's just so much better. I totally understand where you're coming from, and I want to love horror movies the way that you love horror movies because you have a very good like way of explaining why you because, love like, it. Because like every horror movie is like my baby. I just want to <laughs> just want to care for them all and let everyone see them. Oh, yeah. 
and show everyone your baby. Yeah. And they're also <laughs> such a such a great tool for for critique, for criticizing something in a culture. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that in a comedy or something else, it comes off as much more heavy-handed, but you can be so much more symbolic in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like Get Out was so successful recently, which I think is great that a horror movie is winning Oscars for best screenplay. Yes. And it's very, um, not satirical, but very critical. Right. And it's not the first movie to do that. Like, if you go back to all the Romero movies in the 60s and 70s, he was doing the same kind of things. Mm-hmm. And horror movies, I don't think, get the credit they deserve for, for being tools of political change. If that's not overstating it too much, I think that's true. I did enjoy Get Out. I actually didn't love it as much as everyone. I thought it was quite good, though. Yes. I um, I enjoyed the way it was put together. And there were some, like, scary bits. But it also, you know, had a bigger theme. Yeah. A bigger message. And that's what what good horror movies do, I think. Yes. Um, I'm excited for you to watch this week's movie. Oh, are we ready? Should we get into I it? I think we might be ready. So this week was a bit of a tricky pick because... Sam is choosing the movie for me to watch, but she was trying to find a horror movie that she liked, but I had not seen. Which doesn't exist. Which I think does exist because you found something, right? One. Okay. There's one scary movie you haven't seen. What are we going to be watching? So this week we are watching the 2017 psychological horror suspense thriller released on Netflix, Gerald's Game. I know nothing about this movie. I know two things about this movie. Okay, what do you know about this movie? I know it was on Netflix. And that sometimes makes me think it's not going to be great because they don't have a great track record. I know everyone loves Netflix. I think their movies are mediocre at best with a few standouts. And I think it's a Stephen King. It is. It's based on a Stephen King novel that they said would be completely impossible to make into a movie. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. Oh. I have a tumultuous relationship with Stephen King. Okay. So I've read many of his novels and very controversially, I don't like him. You don't like Stephen King novels? I don't think he's a good writer. Okay. On the other hand, I think he has great concepts that often lead to great movies. Okay. There's quite a few movies that I love that are based on his novels and also... Maximum Overdrive, the greatest movie of all time, where trucks come to life and try to kill people, but only some trucks and not cars. Is that a Stephen, a Stephen King, King novel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you've seen some Stephen King novels in movies and in print. Definitely. Um, because this movie has multiple calls to other Stephen King stories. Yeah, he does that a lot. Um, I was reading about them actually just before we started recording and I was really surprised because I don't know a lot about Stephen King. I just really enjoyed the way this movie was done. Does it take place in a sleepy town in Maine? <laughs> Where everything is great on the surface, but underlying there's something else. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what, like, little call-outs to other stories you can find in this movie. Um, It got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Yes. Um, And a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So kind of like some people really liked it and some people didn't. Was the Rotten Tomatoes the critic score or the audience score? The critic score. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. In all the articles I read, it says it was generally well-received, which, like, doesn't really tell me how much everybody liked it, but it was, you know, 
generally people liked it. But you love it. I love it. Okay. I really like it. Um, it's uh, an unusual film for me because most of it takes place in one room. It's full of a lot of like flashbacks. So right. it's really, it's, it's an interesting film to watch because it's this one person on screen pretty much the entire time. And she does a really interesting job of keeping it, um, keeping you like engaged. And even though there's only so much she can do. Oh, so that's why they said it would be hard to make a movie of. Yes. So it's kind of in the same vein as um, what's that one where Franco cuts off his arm? 27 uh, hours? 27 hours, yeah. 27 hours or open water where yeah. people just get left out there. And yes. you're like, how could they make a whole movie of this? And then they somehow do. And it's yeah. those two I liked. Yeah. So she spends probably 90% of the movie handcuffed to a bed. Oh. So she can't move around. That's like, that is most of the shots is different parts of the bed. So it's really, um, I'm excited to see what you think about it. So this is another film kind of like Dog Day Afternoon where there is like almost no soundtrack. It's a lot of um, like the sounds of the night and the sounds of the house that she's in. And it really, I think, sets the creepy tone. So what did you love about this? Um, I really enjoyed the way it was shot um, with her just in the bed and her trying to, um, like, the panic of trying to survive, basically. I, there's also a really cute dog in the movie. Oh. <laughs> that, that's usually your favorite part of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't want to tell you anything more about what I liked about it because I don't want yeah, to give away give the movie. Sure. So that's, that's where I'm going to leave that. Um, should we watch a trailer? Sure. Time to wake up, honey. Five hours you've wasted screaming for neighbors that are half a mile away if they're even here yet. How long do you think someone lives without water? break you're not getting out of those cups not real not real little baby don't say a word focus you've been sleepwalking since you were 12 years old that's a beautiful dress he put you in those handcuffs way before gerald did you're all right you're all right now Everything you need to survive from the beginning. You just have to remember. Back off! If you don't wake up, you're gonna die. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so what do you think? So I take it her phone doesn't have Siri? No. Oh. I should turn that on just in case I ever need to use it hands-free. I have all that stuff turned off, but now if I ever get tied to a bed, now I'll I'll be able to be like, hey, Google, call 911. Oh, no. I hope that didn't just... Ah! Ah! Oh, no, you're... No, 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 no! No, no! (laughs) Oh, my God. 
I do have that on. So I did not realize it. And my phone just... Andy literally just called 911. No, I, I canceled. <laughs> You're a little flustered. <laughs> I canceled before a call went through. But okay. Well, um, maybe some of you out there, I'm sorry if I just made your phone call 911. My apologies. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about everyone else listening to this. Um, I hope you're wearing headphones and that it doesn't activate your phone. I wonder if we ever activate people's phones. What's the Amazon one called? Alexa? Alexa, order 17 boxes of fruit by the foot. I wonder if that did it for someone. Oh, yeah. Because there are like certain TV shows and stuff that activate people's um, like Alexa things. All right. Well, I'm interested to see where it goes because like with those other movies I mentioned, I think, well, how can you make a whole movie like that? But then when it's done well, it's they make for good movies sometimes. I think it was done really well. Um, Would you like to know another fun fact? Mm, Yes. (laughs) All the beer in the movie is from Fairhope Brewery in Fairhope, Alabama, where the movie was filmed. All right. There you go. Good. Well, I was planning on watching all of the Alabama beer movies that I could. So I'm glad that you're checking this one off my list for me. There you go. Alabama beer. (laughs) We're coming for you. I'm not. I'm not going to Alabama. Okay. I've been through there. I'm not going back. Okay. Well, Alabama, we're probably not coming for you then. Yeah. When did you watch this movie? I think I watched it last Spooktober. Oh. Kind of on my own. I didn't watch it the year it came out because it didn't seem interesting, but then it kept coming up in October, so I think I finally watched it then, which is appropriate because we're going to watch it again this year. (laughs) It seems like people are much more willing to watch a movie they don't feel strongly about if it's on Netflix. It's true because you scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you finally go, okay, fine, I'll just, this looks semi-interesting yeah because there's so many times where i i have a lot of blu-rays and i get things from the library as well and i say hey let's watch this and you're like oh i don't want to watch that let's watch whatever's on netflix (laughs) and then we end up watching something that we don't like nearly as much as what if we had watched yeah you're right that's netflix seems easier but also you have to scroll through hundreds of titles thousands of titles in order to actually find something that you might be interested in i've kind of been off netflix lately i am really enjoying amazon prime video yeah and i'm using a dvd player a blu-ray player it's nice you're so crazy yeah there's good stuff on there so crazy (laughs) well um should we make some dinner and watch gerald's game let's although you out there you have to make your own dinner yeah, I'm sorry. We don't have enough. We only buy enough servings for two. You know what? Come on over. <laughs> I'll make popcorn. We have a room full of beer. Yeah. So, uh, Gerald's Game. Watch it for next week. It is available on Netflix. Is it available anywhere else? No. Oh, it's a Netflix, Netflix movie. It's a Netflix so movie. It's, yeah. But you can steal your mom's or your cousin or your ex-boyfriend's Netflix password and watch that. Do it. It's practically free. It's practically free. That's <laughs> theft. It's practically free. Um, okay, well, we'll see you next week when we discuss how much Indy loved Gerald's game. Yeah. So remember, uh, next week we'll be discussing Gerald's game. Then we have a bonus episode on the 16th where we'll be discussing Halloween, the 1978 classic. 
And then after that, I'm going to have a Halloween pick as well. And that's how we'll finish off the last two weeks of the month. It could literally almost be anything because I have not seen very many scary movies. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go big. I'm telling you that. Or go home. No, I'm not going home. I'm going big. I just told you. Perfect. Yeah. And I'm already home. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going big and And going going home. home. So if you'd like to chime in on anything that we talked about today, like your first horror movie or your worst or best horror movie experience. Or if you don't watch any, I'd love to hear from from you. Because I always feel like people who who don't watch any horror movies and they're like, how can you watch that? Mm -hmm. I feel like they're scared not of the movie, but because horror movies are portraying something that they feel in themselves and they want to suppress it. Okay. That's what I think. Interesting. You're a bunch of cowards. Well, you can send us an email. (laughs) Uh, I feel like this topic of discussion is most suited to emails. Um, At I love this, you should, and the number two at gmail.com. Or you can tweet or Instagram us if you can get it done in a couple characters at I-L-T-Y-S and the number two. And uh, we're just, you know, around. You can come find us. No, don't come find us. That's scary. Don't come find us. Use some form of social media. Don't just come to our house. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, happy Spooktober, everyone. Happy Spooktober. Come find us. Don't tell people to come find us. That's inviting murderers and stalkers. I was thinking it was kind of like spooktobery. Like stalkers. <laughs>